Is you're still playing, Dan? What are you Mine doing? I did play for a second. That was weird. That was that was very weird. I heard it extra. We had a 31-second countdown today. I guess. How are you? Tell me everything. I there's not a whole lot to tell. Um I'm I'm here. I think that is salty. It's been a weird week. Cause mm. so so because of the Monday, Tuesday, no kids in school. And yes. then my youngest hurt at junior high did the remote learning thing. So this week's just off for me. Mm. It feels like it should be like Tuesday, but also Sunday. Mm. It feels like it should be 2020 again. Yeah. Something like that. A little bit, a little bit, a really, little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's been a weird week, but but we're excited today because we have a great guest who uh, we know, both of us know. Her name is Caitlin Olson. She's fantastic. She's smirking in her camera. She doesn't know that I can see her. Uh, <laughs> the advantages of being the host. Right, exactly. I can totally pick and choose what everyone gets to see, but I get to see it all. So anyway, Caitlin is uh, super uh, talented in all things, and she's a uh, great mom she's a wife she's a community member she's a supporter she's a lot of things um but we have some fun things i think we're going to talk about today i think well let's get to the topic i'm just going to put that out there so we had a little conversation and she picked the topic and i think it's a great topic to talk about so let's get her in here shall we let's do okay here we go hi caitlin hello (laughs) How's it going? You look fabulous today. Stop. Thanks. Is it true that blondes have more fun? Yeah. Yeah. I know the other other night when we had our game night, you did seem like you were having a lot of fun at our game night. Yeah. (laughs) Just kidding. We didn't have a game night, Dan. Dan I'm like, I'm feeling a little uh... left out. We totally have one. It's like a it's like a monthly thing, Dan, and you're never yeah. invited. Mm. I'm just well, kidding. That's yeah. not okay. And it's like a speakeasy. You have to know like the secret location and like there's like a secret I'm, entrance yeah. code. There's a dress code. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, then I'm glad I'm not invited. <laughs> the if dress code wife, is just closed. <laughs> if your wife ever disappears for a night, that's where she is, Dan. <laughs> Kellyanne McCormick says that you always look fabulous, Caitlin. Thank you, Kelly. This is we just came to talk about you. That's all we do. The whole 30 minutes is just gonna be talking about how amazing Caitlin is. I'm gonna leave now. (laughs) (laughs) No, um, Caitlin and uh and I were chatting a little bit about what you know to to talk about this week, and and she actually came up with what I think is a really amazing topic to talk about in in theater and quite honestly in the world. But so, but before we get into that, Caitlin, tell us a little bit about you. Me? Well, you. Yes. I'm Gemini with a double Capricorn moon. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> I I'm an Air Force kid, so I grew up all over. My dad retired and we moved to Kentucky. So when people ask me where I'm from, I say Kentucky because it's just easier. Um, gosh, I have three kids. I've been married for 10 years this year, this July. Um, I like theater 
<laughs> I like to sing. I don't know what what do you want. It's easier when you ask me what you want to know. I I feel I feel like I just learned a ton about you. Oh really? Yes. I oh. I think uh, you like singing. You like theater. Um, how did you get involved in theater? Like when did when did that happen for you? Uh, when so when my dad we actually lived in Utah. My dad was stationed at Hill Air Force Base, and um, in that time, my mom was I think trying to find something to maintain her sanity. She I mean with six daughters who wouldn't need to maintain their sanity. Um, so she, who, she was always a great uh, seamstress. Oh, I love Philip. Mm. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, she's always been a great seamstress. And so she, I, I don't know if she reached out or if there was some need posted somewhere, but we got involved at um, the Terrace Plaza Playhouse, which is now Beverly's Terrace Plaza Playhouse. Yeah. We always just called it the Playhouse. So we got involved there. I was I started doing um, Sunshine Generation with like the orange, bright orange and white yellow dresses and the you know the cutesy stuff. And I thought that was just I'm number four of six. So the fact that I could be on stage and like have people look at me and laugh and think I was so cute was amazing. And talk about an adrenaline rush. Like that happened and I was gone. I was like, this is the life. This is this is for me. I like it. So anyway, did shows there, did all that kind of stuff. And that was kind of really where it started. Um, when we moved, there weren't a ton of opportunities. There's um, a traveling, and I can't remember what they're called, Missoula Children's Theater. Yep, Missoula Children's yeah. Theater. So when we lived in Portugal, they actually came out there. They sent a couple people there. So I got to do a show there. But I, having lived in all these places, um, I'm always shocked at how few opportunities there are elsewhere and how many opportunities there are in Utah, which I think is fantastic. But most of mine, most of my opportunities and experience comes from school. Mm. So, yeah. So, um, Caitlin has recently been cast as Elle Woods in Legally Blonde, which is amazing. She's, I, I have had the fortune to see her in a couple of rehearsals and she's really great like she's fantastic Thank you. Thank you. um here's a little ah, look at ashley oh we're so cute <laughs> you are double cast uh as elwood so there's two casts for the show and i i i think one of the things that and and we talked about this and one of the things we want to talk mm -hmm. about is like how do we get past the perceptions of who a character is and how do we as humans you know figure that out and mm -hmm. so I'd like to know what what made you decide to audition for a role that honestly is traditionally not played by a person like a me perpeter. or you <laughs> um yes um well that was that was a I I've I've known Lily Blonde for a long time I watched on MTV I watched the search for Elle Woods as it came out um and then I watched the MTV version when it came out and I've loved the musical. I loved the movie because who doesn't love Reese Witherspoon and Laura Bell Bundy? I mean, come on. But um, my, so I was like, I'm going to audition for the show and I'm going to take, I will be bruiser. Like just, I, I will dress up like the dog and just to be a part of the show, I would be happy to be bruiser. Um, but 
you know, they have you list like, okay, what, what, are, what would you be interested in? What, what roles? And for the longest time, uh, I'm pretty sure I was the first one to sign up for auditions, if I'm remembering correctly. Because I was watching that link. I was like, where is it? Let's do this. Let's sign up. Um, but between when that came, when that was posted where you could sign up to, I think it was like a maybe a week, maybe three days. I don't exactly remember when I went in and I edited my audition form and added L. And a lot of that was, I was, I was telling myself, I'm not allowed to be L because I'm not a size two or a six where you can pass, you know, like I'm not slender, not thin. Um, I also was not blonde. I was very much of Auburn, of Auburn hair, um, which that's, you know, that's a wig. That's a dye job. Um, but there were a lot of things that I felt were, when we think about the perception of Elle Woods, we think of her as thin. We think of her as busty, blonde, uh, which, I mean, the blonde part is pretty, pretty important, I would, I would say, <laughs> uh, maybe a little, um, but, but I just kept thinking I could not, I can't, I cannot lose a hundred pounds in three weeks. I can't, it's just, I can't do it. I could chop off my leg and I still probably wouldn't even, wouldn't be a hundred pounds. So um, anyway, I decided to, after talking to a couple of different people who were like, that has not, that has, oh my gosh, that's a cute one. I haven't seen that one. Um, I haven't, I talked to, I think it was Heather. I talked to Questly. I think I may have talked to you and, and by talking, I mean, I was crying. Like I was like, I can't, there's no way it's just not possible. I'm not allowed, right. Not allowed to be Elle Woods. And I was like, but you know what? At, at one point after these conversations, I was like, here's the thing. Just because I'm auditioning doesn't mean I'm going to get Elle Woods. Oh, that's cute. Look at Heather. Oh, my gosh. I haven't seen any of these. So this is great. Nobody um, has. Nobody has. It, I'm oh. just Heather. Thank you, Flash Photo. But um, uh, these, these are premiering live right now. Oh, my gosh. An exclusive reveal. This anyway, sorry. I interrupted you. But, no, um, no, no. Okay. Oh, sorry. Were, I get distracted. You cried. And I cried a lot. Lots of crying. Um, and then I just thought, you know what? Why not? Why not put my hat in the ring? And one of the reasons why is because, so I don't know if you guys knew this, that Legally Blonde is based on a book. So it was a book first, and then it was a movie, and then it was a musical. Um, and actually, in the book, they don't go to Harvard. <laughs> it's Anyway, it's the beginning. Uh, right, Aubrey, right? They're so cute. Um, but I was like, you know what? Here's the thing. We, the whole point, at one point in the musical, Elle says, um, I was living in ignorant bliss till I learned I could be more than this. And I think a lot of people think that, oh, like a dumb blonde, but more than that, and having, having had the time to be able to ex experience, explore her a little more, I think more than that, she's talking about people's perception of her. People put her in a box because she was from Malibu. She was blonde. She was thin. She was a Delta Neo. She was, you know, she liked to shop. She likes pink. So that must mean she's stupid or a little bit, you know, airheady at least. You know, she might be smart when it comes to fashion, but outside of that, you just stay in your box, right? Yeah. Um, or I don't know. 
so anyway, I, I kind of had that moment of like, you know what, who says that I can't? And also I'm not the director and they may go a completely do- like completely different direction, but I am not going to allow what I look like to be the reason why I either don't audition or I don't, uh, or if I don't get the part, I'm not going to use that. I'm not going to use that as a, well, they didn't cast me because I'm not a size two. Because Elle Woods doesn't need to be a size two in order to be Elle Woods. So I, I want to ask a question. As, sure. as a um, large man myself, there are, I genuinely would like to know more about how you got the confidence to do that because I'm not sure I could have. Like, and, and I'm not, I'm not asking for anything. I'm literally saying as a person that has struggled his whole life to be considered normal or, you know, accepted, I guess is the words, how, how I'd really like to know more about the journey you went through because obviously you got cast, which is, I cannot wait for people to see you because <laughs> what you've said is true, but I can't imagine walking into the audition room. I, I literally can't imagine it. So I'd like to know more about what your thought process was, even on that night. Uh, a lot of it was turning off my brain and just doing it, mm. uh, which is not an easy thing. I think we say, oh, you know, you just you just go, you just do it. There was uh, days leading up to that. I'm pretty sure we could go through my, my, my Marco Polo chats with Heather and we could have like at least seven where I'm just like, I'm not doing this, I'm not doing it. There's no there's no chance or I'm crying or I was crying to Neil. And why was I crying? Like because I was so self-conscious. Like I was like, I cannot, this is, they're going to go, I'm going to walk into that room and they're going to laugh. They're going to be like, what the heck does this girl think she's doing? Like, and it's, what's funny is that I know Rachel and I've known you, I, I know you and I know Questly. Questly wasn't in the room. I don't, I didn't know Shelby leading up to this, but I knew I've never worked with Rachel in this, in this way. I wanted to work with Rachel. The director, Rachel Howick. Just so yes. know. Director yes. Rachel Howick. Um, And I was like, and I know I want, I like, I know I work well with Brandon. Again, we have never worked in this capacity together before. And Questly, who I've taken voice lessons from throughout the years and who, who I've, you know, worked with in other ways. I was like, these are all good people. And they're all, they're all people who continually turn out great work. Um, And so I actually had to focus mostly on that, but on, on, the flip side, the more mental side of the whole, okay, yes, I'm going to put my name down. Um, I was listening to, I was actually just scrolling reels on Instagram. I'm going to be honest. I wasn't listening. I wasn't being, you know, like, oh, I was listening to a comedian. Uh, I was just scrolling, scrolling on Instagram and a comedian, a clip of a comedian's show came up and she said, she's like, oh yeah, yep, I'm fat. And someone in the, you know, and the, you know, the, everyone's like, oh no, no. You know, and she goes, no, 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 it's okay. I'm fat. I'm not, I'm not ugly. I didn't say I was ugly. Like, you know, people's often people's response to I'm fat or, you know, is, is, oh no, you're gorgeous. And this comedian goes, um, if you said, if a short person was to be like, I'm short, they wouldn't be like, oh no, you're so smart. Right. Right. That would not be saying, stating a characteristic, a physical characteristic of yourself we use fat and fat has been um, 
a curse word, a swear word. It's yeah. been a, it's been a, an, an insult, something to fling at someone to make them feel bad. And we've, we've allowed that power to maintain its hold. And so for a lot of my deep diving with friends and my therapist, yes, um, was unpacking what that word meant in my life and, and why it had the power in my life. I can't change the world by saying, everyone stop thinking about, about fat that same way, right? Yeah. Or or a character's, your, your funky nose, you know what I mean? Like, let's stop using characteristics as insults, okay? I can't, I can't reach out to the world and be like, we're done with that. It would be great. Um, I can do that for me. That's that's where I can start is with me. And by saying, yes, yay for therapy. So true. Um, I can start with me and I can say, I am going to try. I'm going to start today to not allow that word to have the same jab that have that same just razoring effect to my confidence. Mm. And that's where, that's, that was the day that I actually went in and put my name, I added L to the names of characters that I would like to, to play. Um, because at the end of the day, I did, I did want to play L. It wasn't like, oh, let me just, that would be so fun. It was, I, I wanted to, and I felt, I do, I still feel that we have a, a lot of similarities. Oh no. I don't know if you can hear that, but there's chaos happening outside. Oh, <laughs> the babe. The baby. Um... So, sorry, mom brain. It's okay. Okay. He's, I think he's being taken care of that or he just passed out. It's fine. Um, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's quiet. So. I can tell you have more than one kid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> After the first one, you're just like, yeah, they'll, they'll be fine. Yeah. He ate it up. He ate dirt out of the backyard. Great. I don't care. Whatever. Don't <laughs> have to get him <laughs> So again, I think a lot of it is just taking taking power away from certain words and giving power to other things that are more important, like talent. And that being said, this is also a first for me in the sense that this is the first full length musical I have ever done that requires this much dancing. <laughs> I I even in high school I didn't I did Peter Pan, but we didn't dance a lot. And then my senior year was Man of La Mancha. And that has like zero to no dancing. Uh, and so, and then there was a 10 year gap, right? I didn't have any theater experience really um, when I was in college and that kind of stuff. So um, I, I, I think a lot of it is is being able to tell ourselves that like, if a director has an image of someone or uh, of their character, right? Let's say Rachel Helwig said, I want XYZ for my L's and I didn't fit XYZ. I have to stop telling myself it's because I'm fat. I have to take that power away from that word. It, it would have to have been, it's because I wasn't what they were looking for. I, uh, you know, maybe I need to go and take some more voice lessons, which maybe is actually definitely an absolutely. Um, <laughs> Like, we can always improve. <laughs> That's true. You should always improve, but your voice is delightful. So. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and, and, and I think a lot of it is, is to just, <laughs> thank you. 
Also, fun fact, do you want to know? This is a funny thing that this show in particular involves so many snaps. I can't snap with anything but my thumb and my pinky. I can't. I don't know how to, I don't know how else to do it. I can't snap I with how you pinky. do it. That's I don't know. Like I see people snapping with this and I'm like like you can kind of I can kind of make but not as this is like this is like Thanos. This is painful. This, my fingers are like terrible. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm weird. It's fine. Like, this, Heather, this is actually why I was cast as Elwood. If, if I, I just have to, agree, this, I have to say something to Heather. I have to say something to Heather. Okay. Alert. Alert. That's all. Gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, moving on, because uh, like inspirational. I just want to say that. But oh, what what was it like when you walked into rehearsals the first time? I mean, you're not only did you, you know, put yourself out there to audition for a role that is often played by a size two, you know, or, you know, whatever quote. Yeah. Right. But then you're, now you're going to walk in and you not only are walking into that situation, but you're double cast. How, <laughs> how did that affect all of, all of you? Um, well, like all of me as a being or all of us as a cast? Both. Start with you. Okay. Well, I, I actually don't know how to answer the cast question, but... um, There's a few people from the cast watching, so oh, maybe they'll answer it. Yes, so. me in. Um, I don't know why that happened. That voice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So for me, I walked in and I actually... So there's been a lot of pressure. <laughs> like that famous song that's going around these days. Um, I had to think about it, what song that was. And then um, I sang it in my head. Yeah, yeah. I go on. It's from Encanto. Go look it. Anyway, um, I, there was a lot of pressure on me because it felt like because my XYZ wasn't what it should be typically. Also, my room is getting very dark. I apologize. Um, I had to be 200 times better at A, B, and C than anybody else in that room. Simply because my X, Y, and Z was not where it should be. That's what or, that's what you were thinking. That's what you yes, were thinking. Yes, that's, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and like, I've put a, so much pressure on myself from the beginning and I, you know, coming to, coming to terms with this, that I, it's a learning process and I'm not going to be perfect and it's going to be okay. And it's actually really doing, I, I feel like last night's rehearsal was amazing. I felt like it was the best I'd ever been. And I definitely made lots of mistakes, but I felt better. And I think a lot of it was the fact that I started to let go of the pressure of the perfectionism. Um, when I walked in for, for the first rehearsal, I had actually, told Neil, I was like, I can't go to rehearsal because I'm not memorized. First rehearsal. Yeah. So that's the kind of pressure that I had been putting on myself because I don't look like Elle. Um, which is silly. Have you, ex go ahead, Dan, you go. No, that's okay. I just, for me, it's, it's always an interesting thing because I'm a, I'm very much a self-reflective person. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that, you know, what you're describing is, is a reality for so many people uh, take it again. And you, you mentioned this, but outside of the theater world, you know, the, the pressures that we put on ourselves 
and the expectations that we put on ourselves. And then the follow-up is then we start beating ourselves up for not meeting our expectations, not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. It's when we don't meet our own expectations that we put on ourselves. And it's just this vicious cycle, right? Mm -hmm. Where all of a sudden we start even even punishing ourselves for not meeting the expectations that we set for ourselves. And so, so having a, a, a really good example that, that you're sharing, um, I think is, it just opens things up that I think, and I think everybody does it. Mm-hmm. For sure. Uh, inside and outside of theater. I think there's a lot of, we, we think that we're supposed to have this super high standard or that everyone expects us to be at this level. And so, because that's the expectation, but I want to, I want to blow people away. I don't want to just meet someone's expectation. I want to go above and beyond. And I think most people have that desire to be useful. And we think that to be useful, we have to go above and beyond a standard because if we only reach that standard, well, they only fulfilled the terms of their contract. They didn't really go above and beyond. They didn't really like, you know, show up outside of that. Sometimes they can't, you know, this conversation. Oh my goodness. I didn't even think about that, but yeah, that's, it's, it's true because we all, we have these pressures that we hear, you hear certain things in society or at the theater or at, you know, work or wherever that, Oh, so-and-so was such a great person to work with. They always came in with donuts every Friday. So then you feel like, okay, I gotta be the person, I gotta be the donut girl. Like I gotta, I gotta do the thing. And I gotta, instead of do, I gotta home, they gotta be homemade donuts. Like not just any donuts. I gotta make them myself and bring them in and throw some coffee and hot chocolate in there too. Like not because you're trying to outdo someone else, but because you want to be seen as valuable. You want those things to be said about you behind closed doors versus, oh, they're so lazy. They just, they only fulfilled this much, right? We only asked this much and that's what they did, but it wasn't enough, you know? And again, I don't actually think people have those conversations. I think it's because we hear praise of other people going above and beyond. Yes, exactly what Heather says. She's so good. She's so good with the words. She should be a writer. <laughs> she should. I mean, I turn the light on. Hold on. Well, I, I think while she's <laughs> on her light, I think what you're saying, Caitlin, is so interesting because we in the theater world are expected to be like, open and like okay and like Mm -hmm. just great but i think we all also hide so many things and i i would love to know if you think there's a way to fix some of that i mean listen i know you're not like (laughs) this is but like i'm just interested in your conversation about that because you've you've gone through something that you know is great and and obviously a lot of it was in our heads. How do we fix it? Do we talk about it more? Do we like, what do we do? That's a great question. I, I don't know that I have an answer that fixes every situation, but I think one step is to have some sort of personal validation moment, affirmations, um, whether it's just this this idea that like, I am, I am going to put myself out there knowing that I'm going to get hurt 
That's, mm. what, that's such a thing. That's such a thing in this world of theaters. You put yourself out there. You desperately want this role. It's your dream role. But so do 80 other girls. Right. And um, so I think that's one is starting with, with you and saying right. like, I am capable of doing this. And if I don't get it, it's not because I'm horrible. Does it mean that there's room for improvement? Always. There's always, we should always be wanting to improve ourselves. Otherwise, what's the point? That's boring. I think, I think not only is the conversation to, you know, about yourself and being okay, if you don't get it, like being okay, if you don't get it is important, but I think it's also important to be okay with the other people that didn't give it to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. as a director, as a person who has sat behind the table many times in my life, mm -hmm. I can't tell you the number of times people have been angry at me because I, because I did the thing you asked me to do, which was mm -hmm. pick an L Woods, for example, yeah. Yeah. you know? And so I think as, as theater people, we have to stop this idea that it's everyone is against everybody mm -hmm. and, and get into this place where we are together and we're doing it together yes. and understanding that everyone's doing right. the best that they can for that moment. Like, you know, mm -hmm. there's room on the stage for everybody. There's, yeah. there's room on the stage for everyone and maybe not in that particular show, <laughs> but there will keep trying normalize conversation of the feelings. Absolutely. Phil. I right. completely agree with that. Yeah. Normalize it. Also normalize. I think praising people's failure. Mm, sure. Being able to say, Oh my gosh, you know what though? Like I'm that sucks that you didn't get it. And that's really hard, but I'm really proud of you for putting yourself out there. Cause we literally go into an audition room, go judge me. <laughs> Am I what you want? No. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, and I don't remember where it was said, but I heard it recently and I, I wish I did, but Somebody said that, you know, you could be the prettiest, the best tasting apple in all the land. It literally matters zero if the director's looking for an orange. Exactly. Exactly. It matters none. It has nothing to do with you. Nothing. Right. And, and not only that, but like, I'm saying this because I feel this in my bones. Um, the person who's cast as Elle Woods or Joe March or... And Frank may not have been the most talented person. I guarantee that there were some, every single person in this Legally Blonde cast is fantastic. I'm going to, I will shout that from the rooftops. You put me in a tree, I will shout it from there. I will do it. But I'm sure when our first choreography came along, they were like, this is, <laughs> this is the girl. Okay. And, and see, so, you know what? I say that and I'm like, cause that's my narrative in my head. Maybe probably no one was probably thinking about me at all, right? Like how how selfish of me is it to say they were thinking about me? But like if you were to look at me objectively, or if someone was to come to the show and be like, oh, she she struggles to dance a little bit, I certainly do. I was not cast, I can tell you right now, I don't think I was cast on my dancing abilities. There was a cocktail, right? There's a combination of reasons why people are or are not cast. You didn't see my conflict schedule. Sure. You didn't, yeah. you know, maybe the director worked with or contacted somebody else that I have worked with before and said, hey, I'd really like to know, is she good to work with? Is she, you know, which again, I'm growing, I'm learning. There's a lot of things that I have learned, tons of things that I have learned for offstage as well as on stage. Yeah. 
And so I think we all, we have to be able to say as castmates, as people who go and view theater at other places that maybe we didn't even audition for that show, right? We just support theater because support the arts, it's a thing, it's a thing, go do it. Um, but we think, oh, why were they cast? Like, oh, they, they're a little bit, they're, maybe their voice isn't perfect or their dancing is a little off or their acting's a little flat. So we think, right? So like, oh, but that person back there, we have no idea what into that combination of that decision. And at the end of the day, maybe they were trying to give that person an experience to grow, an opportunity. And we didn't see how, where they started and, and to where they are now at performance time. Um, I think it's so important for everyone, both actor and uh, you know, production team member to say, to, to say, I am going to give myself and other people the fairest chance possible. And I'm also going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Because I think that that's, there's, there's a huge, well, they didn't cast me because so-and-so's their friend and then their friend is this person and then blah, 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 you know, and that happens, that happens and it's unfortunate, but if that's the reason why you stop going, then maybe this isn't where you should be. Well, and, and I think that when it comes to things like that, if, if somebody gets cast because of who they know, um, mm. then do you want to be part of that? Right. I mean, and, and it's interesting to me, I think going back, sorry to talk about the apples and oranges, I would even argue too, sometimes, um, you know, for those who cook, you could be the sweetest apple, but if you're baking a pie, you don't use sweet apples, you use tart apples. Mm -hmm. So if a director has a different vision of where they want to take this show, um, and it might be a, a little bit different, you know, uh, that's another situation where, you know, you might come into it with, with as the perfect per version of L Woods, but it's your version and so everybody just needs to take a moment and say, you know what, just because I wasn't the apple that was picked today doesn't mean that I'm, I've lost value as an apple. Or I could never be, maybe the next person is going to be looking to bake an apple pie instead of a chocolate cake. Right. This analogy Don't. has taken a turn, people. Now I'm, I'm really like, hungry, what's actually. What's for dinner? What is for dinner? <laughs> time here? <laughs> okay, but so, really, we do have to wrap up, Caitlin, because... Oh, wait, yeah, sorry. No, it's okay. But it's this is a fantastic conversation, and uh, it, it needs to be had more. Uh, I appreciate you being open um, mm -hmm. and honest, because you said things that even I wish that I could have voiced better. So... I appreciate that from you because I think it's I think it's needed and I think these conversations need to continue with production teams and theaters and and casts of shows to mm -hmm. to really support each other and be okay with each other. So yeah. but um all right, well you're the best. If anybody wants to see her as Elle Woods, uh she can be seen uh it opens February fourth. Yes, my cast opens February fifth. But if you're asking me, you should get a ticket to both shows because they are both like to both casts because they're both brilliant and different. So you'll see the same show, but it's going to be different and it's going to be amazing. So come see both. I love that. All right, Caitlin, we love you. Thank you for joining us this week and we'll talk to you soon. Okay, bye. Bye, Caitlin. Dan, how amazing is Caitlin?
Okay. Can I just say, like, I feel like um, for the past couple of show of these, right? Yeah. Man, we've hit some really good topics that are super important. We've talked about vulnerability, and this is kind of like an echo to that, and and how we can, like, I just, yeah, yeah. Caitlin, totally like, and you know something, something that stood out to me during this conversation that that is that. And I would love to have more time to delve into this. And we might bring Caitlin back and ask these questions. But I can't imagine how much harder it is for a woman in theater. Because if I'm quite honest, there are so many times somebody just walked by holding their phone watching us. That uh, Anyway. Um, anyway. But there are so many times as a man, I know that I'm getting a part because I'm the only man that showed up. And so that is that's also a thing that is really hard and, and it's probably a huge hurdle for women. And how do we solve it? Like, you know, like so many questions, I don't know the answers are either. I just work here. Caitlin's our new therapist though. That's what I've Right. Seen. To everybody that, that watched and, right. and does watch. Carrie L says it was me that, that I wasn't going to call her out, but it was her that walked by my office watching. <laughs> <laughs> I, I agree. I, it's, it's interesting of, of the, the, male experience is very different um yeah. and and i think of just in where i've where i've been on on audition sides and also on the on the other side of that table it it's so much it's so much more difficult and and but i would argue um or i'm sorry it's so much more difficult to cast women but i would argue that that's an yet another reason why you should say okay the the decision is difficult so i can't I can't put tie my value to those. Right, decisions sure, agreed. Because agreed. I just looking back to um, you know my most recent directing experience with Beauty and the Beast. There were probably I think we called ten or twelve back for Bell, and there were probably another ten or twelve who could have been Bell. I mean, yeah, right. And that so agreed. We'll put that where it is. It's it's difficult. It's just difficult. Well, this has been a great chat. I wish we could do it for another hour and a half, but now I'm really hungry because all we talked about was pies and cakes. <laughs> it's true. So that's all I'm thinking about, if I'm honest. Now, um, but uh, as always, uh, please find a place. Oh, wait! Before I end, next week we're bringing Ty, uh, who is uh, the executive director of the Empress Theater in Magna, will be joining us. Oh. I am exciting. so excited to have him on. So anyway, <laughs> so tune in next week because it's going to be a great conversation. We're going to talk about community theaters and the struggle that is community theater. And hopefully some of this will come up too because I think he would have great insight in that. But anyway, that aside, please go support the arts. Find a place to support live theater or the arts, uh, whether it's at OPA or anywhere else. The arts need our support. So please go out, see live theater, support the artists and the people and the shows. Okay, we love you all. Okay, it's that awkward time, Dan. Awkward, Bye. Awkward waving. Bye. Bye.